Hi there, my name is Allie Morgan, and I'm a tea-obsessed, dad-joke-telling, artist and encourager on a mission to help women live more creative and intentional lives. My philosophy is pretty simple. I believe that when we seek out the things that truly inspire us, we can't help but be nourished in amazing ways. And when we share our passion and our stories with the world, we help inspire the next woman to do the same. And that, my friend, is the heart and soul of Seek and Be. To seek inspiration and be inspiration. I'll grab my tea, you grab your favorite beverage. Let's get cozy and have some heartfelt conversations. Welcome to the Seek and Be podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Seek and Be podcast. I'm really happy that you're here. You know how much I love tea. I'm kind of obsessed. (laughs) And today I'm enjoying something extra special. It was a beautiful morning here in Portland, so I was actually able to make a batch of sun tea, which I don't know about you, but there's just something extra special about sun tea. So I have my beverage. I hope you have something yummy to enjoy as we dive into another show. Today, I'm going to be talking about living more intentionally. And if you've been following Seek and Be for a while, you know I'm kind of obsessed with the topic. It's actually part of the reason why I started the podcast. Let's be honest. I could talk about intentional living all the live long day. I love thinking about living intentionally and talking about intentionality and how we can add more of it into our lives. And I also love creating resources to help other people live more intentional lives. If you heard my interview with Lauren from laurenlikes.com on her podcast called How She Creates, then you already have a little insight into my love of all things intentional living. And if you haven't listened yet, I'm going to drop the information in the show notes. So definitely check it out. I might be partial, but it was a really, really awesome episode. So if you listened, uh, you already know my seven secrets to living more intentionally, which is fantastic, but I'm going to share a little more here on all of that just in case you missed it. So if you've been wanting to add more intentionality into your life or you feel like you don't even know where to start, this is going to be a great episode for you. I hope you find it super helpful in thinking about how you can be more thoughtful with your time and energy, and hopefully today you'll be able to walk away with some actionable items to help you add more intentionality to your life. So a quick little history on me and a bit on how I came to be so passionate about intentional living. I was adopted when I was five and a half, and before that time, oh goodness, friend, Um, there was a lot of trauma. Um, From that time, I've had resulting anxiety and PTSD, 
Thankfully, I have had years of therapy, which has been an amazing blessing and has helped in so many ways, but I've definitely carried some of that anxiety throughout my life. And in adulthood, it just amplified, you know, where we get to a certain age and we're trying to balance a job and social circle. And, um, you know, for me, I've been building a business and it's important to me to nurture my marriage and, you know, at some point that just feels like a lot. Like it feels hard to keep your head above water when you have underlying anxiety and that contributes to just making even the simple things in life feel really complicated. So, you know, I often felt like I was barely keeping my head above water. And to be honest, I just didn't know that it didn't have to be that way. I kind of felt like that was a given of adult life that, um, you know, you have to keep up with the Joneses and you're just always busy. Like life becomes this, I don't know, this competition of busyness. And I was totally wrapped up in that. I think to some extent that happens to the best of us. And then my husband got diagnosed with cancer. And life as we knew it, it came to a screeching halt. And during that time, as he was going through surgeries and treatments, you know, an event like that just, it brings you to your knees metaphorically, sometimes physically. It just is a lot to handle. It's a lot to process. And it gives you this sort of clarity that other events in life just don't give you. And so we really thought about what we wanted for our lives. And during that time, I realized just how important my mental and physical health were. And for me, that meant addressing my anxiety, addressing my PTSD, just addressing the things in life that were making me feel so weighed down and heavy and like I couldn't function. So during that time, during that process, I finally came to, so to speak, and realized I was spending way too much time trying to keep up with the Joneses and spending too much time being worried about not being able to keep up with the Joneses. I was exhausting my energy on things that really didn't feel important. And that, if there can be a gift of a diagnosis like that, that was it. It was life-changing for both of us. And we did some serious thinking about what we wanted our life to look like. And we reflected on who we were and who we wanted to be, who we wanted to show up in our lives as. And we started thinking about what our values were, which previous to that, I, I hadn't really given it any thought. I think that I would give a pretty blanket statement of, oh, well, I value my family and my friends and work, but I hadn't really put any serious thought into it. So what did that look like in the beginning when we started to live more in alignment with our values? The hardest ones for me personally as a recovering people pleaser were saying no to events that I just had no interest in 
and also learning to speak up for myself. This was a process that definitely didn't happen overnight because those have been two of the hardest things for me to overcome in building a more intentional life, but they have paved the way for everything else to fall into place. So I started really small. If I got an invitation to go to an event that I really had no interest in, I said no. And it was so hard, friends, when I tell you that it's so hard to not take into account other people's feelings if you're going to upset someone, that sort of thing. But for me, starting with just saying no to the events that I had no real connection to, they didn't light me up, they weren't like a, hell yeah, I want to go to that sort of event, I slowly just started saying no. So starting to say no to invitations was definitely not an easy step in the process, but it was a simple way for me to start really focusing on the things that were important to me. So saying no to an event that just doesn't light you up or isn't at one of those hell yeah sort of I can't wait to go to that event made it so much easier to recognize when an event was something that I really wanted to do. So I started slowly. I started with saying no to the things that I just didn't connect with. And I said yes to the things that lit me up and brought me joy. I started speaking up for myself, even in the littlest ways. My husband would ask, what do you want for dinner? (laughs) And I would stop and really ask myself. I know that seems like such a simple thing, and it really is. But at that point in my life, it was a huge thing. I felt like I couldn't even quiet the noise enough in my head to be able to to think about an answer to a question like that, let alone actually take some time to think about it. So it was a very simple act to start, but it paved the way for all the other ways and changes that I have made to live more intentionally. We really put some time into thinking about what we were spending our money on and what we truly valued. We started investing more time in our relationships because that's something that means a lot to both of us. And slowly over time, our lives began to look a lot different. They may not have looked different to someone on the outside, but they certainly felt a lot different. They felt slower. We started having meals at the table, which was something we both always wanted to do. But somehow when you get wrapped up in the busyness of life, you just feel like you don't have time for things like that. So we started spending more quality time together, more time with friends. We became really conscious about our spending. And the important thing to know is that intentional living isn't necessarily a destination. You don't just arrive somewhere. It's an ever-evolving journey because what we value can change and who we want to show up in the world as can change. For example, the events over the last few weeks have made me realize just how important social justice is to me and that that is 
a core value and I need to live accordingly. I think most of us think of intentional living as this pie in the sky dream of living a very zen, peaceful life, which granted it can totally be that. It doesn't always look like that though in real life. I think intentional living really just means being conscious of your choices and your decisions and really focusing your time and energy on the things that are truly important to you. And the beautiful thing about living intentionally is that your life can look and feel the way that you want it to. Now, I definitely want to note that being able to focus on being more intentional in my own life is certainly something that in part exists because of my privilege. So because I have my basic needs met, physical, mental, psychological, you know, I have those decks in a row, so to speak. And being able to think beyond that is such a privilege for for any of us that are able to have our basic needs met, and then we are able to look beyond that. I mean, being able to put time and energy into thinking about the life that we truly want for ourselves is in and of itself privilege. Okay, so I told you I'd share my seven secrets, and to be honest, I would shout these from the rooftops if I could, because I think so many of us myself included, have a pretty specific idea of what we think intentional living looks like. And I'm here to tell you that my version of intentional living is for real life. It's for your life. I think people can get caught up in the aesthetic of intentional living. And don't get me wrong, I love the aesthetic. Believe me, I have so many secret Pinterest boards, it's not even funny. I will pin images all the live long day. I get lost in Instagram rabbit holes. I love the aesthetic of intentional living, but that's not real life. I don't know about you, but I certainly don't live in a gorgeous, sparkly clean, neutral colored home with exposed beams and gleaming brass fixtures and I don't know, XYZ, whatever version of intentional living you think should look like. And I don't live in a home that would win any design awards. In fact, we live in a really simple two-bedroom apartment. We don't have any designer furniture, and I don't think you could even classify most of our things as cute or trendy. They're mostly hand-me-downs, and we don't own many name-brand things. It's just not that important to us. But instead, what we do have is a home that feels peaceful and nurturing And it feels very us. The objects that we have are the ones that mean the most. And they bring us joy every time we see them. We have slow mornings with time in nature. We cook meals together and eat at the table. It's not a glamorous life by any means. And that's just the way we like it. I say all that because I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting any of those things. A beautiful home, stylish objects, things we like, and that sort of thing. The most important part is how you feel in your life. So it's less about how it looks and more how it feels to you. 
I've talked about how we can have a specific version of intentional living in our head. And if we really think about where those ideas come from, it's usually from the images that we see, like social media or magazines. They're often perfectly curated images that focus on things like, you know, a beautiful teapot sitting on a bed with a gorgeous duvet cover and a book and, you know, just this beautifully captured moment. The truth is that if that isn't what feels intentional to you, you can make whatever version of life feels intentional for yourself. And that leads me to secret number one. Building an intentional life is so much easier than we think. Really, I think it all boils down to building a life based on the things or values that are most important to you. So now that you know that it's easier than you think, let's talk about secret number two. We have more power in our lives than we think. Now, granted, there's a lot in life that we don't have control over. We can't control when our boss gets mad at us or when traffic is horrible or when the dog decides to vomit on the carpet. (laughs) But we do have more power over our lives than we think. I talked about how my husband and I spent time getting really clear on our values. And that's secret number three. Knowing what you value changes everything. When I took time to get clear and really focus in on what matters most to me, I figured out what my values were. And you guys, it is such a game changer. Literally every decision I could make, any situation that comes up, I am now able to make choices and decisions based simply on what my values are. And if something is in alignment with those values or if it's not in alignment. And now for secret number four, building a life that feels nurturing and supportive to who you are and who you want to be in the world is not selfish. In fact, I think it's one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself. And that also ties into secret number five. And this one is a big one. So if you've drifted off into your own thoughts or have been caught up in doing something else, I want you to come back to my voice because I want you to hear this and I want you to truly hear it. I want you to take it in and know it with all your being. You are worthy of a big, beautiful life. That's a heavy one, I know, and there's a lot of work to be done around truly believing that you are worthy, but I hope you'll begin the work because doing that work leads to so much goodness. And even though it's not quite as life-changing as knowing and accepting your worthiness, secret number six is a pretty darn good one. Are you ready for it? Secret number six is that your mornings can be so much easier. And when I say easier, I also mean more peaceful, less chaotic, more productive, and they can even be nourishing. Okay, so here's my old morning routine. I would wake up, stumble out to the kitchen, and unplug my phone where it had been charging overnight, plop down on the couch, and get totally lost in a rabbit hole of social media. 
and then frantically jump up when I realized 45 minutes had passed, frantically get ready for the day and just feel totally rushed, exhausted before the day had even begun. And now my morning routine is I wake up, I start some tea, my husband and I go for a walk, we get some fresh air, spend some time in nature, we come home and I have some time on the patio where I sip my tea and it's a part meditation, part gratitude practice where I get to listen to the birds, watch the squirrels. I feel so nourished and peaceful. And then I'm able to come inside and get ready for the day. I start it on such a good note and I'm able to get to work and feel productive. My heart feels nourished and I just start the day on such a positive note. Okay, so we've gone through secrets one through six. Number one, living intentionally is so much easier than you think. Number two, we have more power over our lives than we think. Number three, knowing what you value changes everything. It really does. Number four, building an intentional life you love is not selfish. Number five, you are worthy of a big, beautiful life. And number six, your mornings can be so much easier. So are you ready for secret number seven? It's this. Living a more intentional life is absolutely worth it. The incredible ways your life can change and the way that it can feel, I just, friends, I didn't even know that life could feel this way. So now you know my secrets. And maybe they'll inspire you to slow down and really think about the life you want to live. See why I love this so much? I could talk about intentional living all the live long day. Intentional living is about creating a life that feeds you. A life that inspires and nourishes you. Whatever that might look like. Don't get me wrong. You'll still see the occasional picture of a beautifully photographed home or a perfectly curated moment on my feed, because I just love beautiful things. I'm hugely inspired by interiors and minimal spaces and all the gorgeous aesthetics of the slow living movement. But I'm all about intentional living for your life. So what are some ways you can add more intentionality to your life? I mean, now that you have all the secrets, it should be easy, right? (laughs) Here's where I'd start. I would start by taking some time to reflect and think about the life that you want to live. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the world? Take some time to really think about what matters to you. And it can be easy to say things like family or friends or your work or that sort of thing. And those may be true. But don't limit yourself. Maybe education is something you really value and you want to add more learning into your daily life. Maybe social justice is something that you're passionate about. Think of ways that you can incorporate more of that into your life. Or maybe creativity is something you deeply value but rarely make time for. Get honest with yourself and think about the things you truly want your life to be about. I mean, I have so much I could share on the topic. It's 
one of the reasons that I even started this podcast, let's be honest. I just want to talk about intentional living all the live long day. We'll talk a lot more about intentional living over the course of the podcast. But for now, I hope these seven secrets help you feel more confident in building an intentional life you love. I hope that today's conversation inspires you to take some time to reflect about the life that you really want for yourself. Hopefully you'll think about the things that you value and how you can add more of that into your everyday life. If nothing else, I want to remind you that you are worthy of the biggest, boldest, juiciest life you can imagine for yourself. Okay, friends, I'm in need of a refill, so I'm going to go grab some more of my delicious sun tea. But in the meantime, make sure to check out seekandbe.com forward slash episode two for information on today's episode, like show notes and resources I've put together to help you in your intentional living journey. That's seekandbe.com dot com forward slash episode and the number two. Okay, friends, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something new or found a bit of inspiration. At the very least, I hope you had a little fun. For an extra dose of inspiration, make sure to check out seekandbe.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-D-B-E dot com. It's a very special place I've created just for you, full of free resources and other beautiful things to help encourage you on your journey. If you're looking for connection, don't forget to check out the Seek and Be community on Instagram. It's a lovely and inspiring place. Find us on Instagram at Seek and Be. We'd love to have you. And don't forget, you can always get in touch by email at hello at seekandbe.com. Send me your favorite dad joke or share what's inspiring you these days, or just pop in and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, friends. Remember that I'm cheering you on and I'm sending you so much love. Now go out there into the world and seek inspiration and be inspiration. Mm-hmm.